Hi, this is Jeremy Newbegin. I thought that I'd intersperse the podcast that Rob and I are doing of our times in Southampton, sharing the good news, with some testimonies of, um, well, healing testimonies of my times when I've been out in in Kenya. Um, really, simply to encourage you and um, to hopefully motivate you to to go out and do what Jesus did. Um, now, in 2015, March 2015, Trevor Davies, his grandson Jack, and myself decided to go out to a place called Chungni, which is in southwest Kenya. It's about half an hour from Migori, the nearest town, and about 20 miles north of Tanzania. And um, to meet a chap called George Okoth, who had um, been in contact, um, had got to know a lady called Elaine, who Trevor and I knew from our time at West End Christian Fellowship. Um, And we decided to go out there and and meet George. And... um, he shared with us that God had given him a vision to set up a school for orphans and children from poor families. Um, And we basically caught that vision. God clearly spoke to us and said, I want you to be part of what I intend to do there. And so we decided to get involved. And um, it's now December 2019 and the school which is called Westview Academy has now got 12 classes 530 odd children with another 60 or so due in January Um, and they are aged between 4 and 14 it's uh, a primary school that's the age group in Kenya for primary school and um, the parents don't have to um, pay school fees so that they are blessed with knowing that their children are being educated and the children are being offered some hope for the future and fulfilling, of course, Jeremiah 29 verse 11. And um, we share the gospel with these children and it's the foundation of the school. And whilst there, encouraging the, the children and the teachers, um, I'm quite keen to go out and share the good news with people in the village. And we've, we've got a connection with a church, a local church called Mackengeni Church, um, which we are a part of whilst we're out there. And... Um, and I like to go out and visit the sick in the community, in the, in their huts. And um, the testimony that I want to share in this podcast is about a young lady called Anyango. Now, I heard about Anyango through George. We, we were, one evening, we were uh, sitting outside 
his house. And um, the houses in the main are mud huts, but some of the houses are more substantial than they're made of brick. Um, and we were just having a chat about spiritual things. And this young lad was playing with other children, mainly George's children. But there were other children there. George um, looks after some of the orphan kids or the kids whose parents live a long distance away from the school during the week. And But there was one child who I didn't recognise and I asked who he was and George explained to me his name was Fidel Castro, which obviously was amusing. Um, and I asked about him and... George explained the story of Anyango, um, Fidel's mother. Now, Anyango is at 19 now. She was 18 at the time when I, I was talking to George about this. And um, George explained that Anyango had been raped when she was 15 and that Fidel was the outcome of that rape. Um, but the story didn't end there, that Anyango was mute, was, had been mute from birth. And so it was very difficult for her to look after Fidel. Um, I found out later that F Anyango is the sister of Lavender. And Lavender is George's wife. And I didn't know at the time. So that, that was the connection. Um, but when he shared this story, the Holy Spirit clearly said to me, I want you to go and minister to Anyango. And I explained to George that God had spoken to me about this and George said well it, she lives a long way away it's in Homer County Homer Bay County uh, which was at least a two-hour drive away and I, it didn't put me off I, I just knew that I had to go so I and I explained to George that I think we should go the next day so he said okay so we went to bed or I went to bed um, and um, that night there was a, a horrendous storm and um, so bad that when I woke up in the morning, there was a power cut. Not unusual in Chimney Village. It's in the middle of nowhere. Um, so there wasn't much that we could do. So I, I was quite keen, to get, keen to, to get going. So I told George, come on, let's go. And we didn't have any breakfast. We just got in the car um, and off we went. Now, this is a car that I'd hired from a friend of George who lived locally um, it was quite an old car and the roads were partly good we had tarmac roads in the early stages of the journey but from then onwards as we got into Homer Bay County the roads were just dirt track and um, and, and very bumpy and whilst we were driving um, the car just cut out and um, there we were, broken down in the middle of the bush, no RAC or AA to be seen. And uh, I'm not the world's greatest mechanic, to be frank with you. Um, but anyway, so I was in a bit of dismay at the time. My, my faith um, had uh, gone southwards. Um, and... But I got out of the car and I opened the bonnet and looked at it in the hope that it was something simple. And it turned out to be just that. It, because the roads were so bumpy, basically the, 
the terminals and the battery had come off and uh, we didn't have any spanners or anything so we, we did the best we could and we got the thing started again um, and we kept going and uh, the, the roads were very tricky very slippery because of the rain during the night very slippery treacherous conditions and very bumpy and um, we broke down on a number of occasions so it slowed down the journey but we got there in the end it was about a two-hour journey it took three hours anyway when we we got to this um clearing um which is where Anyango and her family lived we got out and i went into a mud hut and was introduced to Anyango's mum and um we had a nice chat with her and then I asked her where Anyango was and she said she'd go and get her. And off she went and it was quite dark in the um, in the mud hut. And then all of a sudden this figure appeared from outside, stood in the doorway. And I looked up and there was Anyango, um, an 18-year-old young woman. And all of a sudden there was this um, compassion just came upon me and I and I knew that um, God was going to do something wonderful that morning it was lunchtime by then afternoon and um, so I asked well I gave um, I gave Anyango I said hello Anyango and I gave her a big hug I was reminded of Heidi Baker and um, one of her books I can't remember I think it was something about love. Um, I'm sure some of you all know which one I'm talking about. A wonderful book. And it, it shared about Heidi um, and her ministry out in Mozambique with the, the children there. Um, and she used to hug them a lot. And, and God will heal um, some of the children through just Heidi, just hugging them. And And... Why not? I mean, God's word says, if you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. So I was giving Enyango a hug. Uh, gave her a long hug and told her that God loved her. And I told her that God was going to heal her that morning. And um, I asked her to sit down. She, she understood me. Um, and um, which was good. Although I, th I think sometimes George had to interpret for me, for her. Um, and I shared with her that God wanted to heal her. And would, would she allow me to minister to her? And she nodded her head. And so I, I laid my hands on her head, having asked her permission. And um, I just spoke to the, um, sorry about the background noise. Um, I spoke to the spirit that was, that had imprisoned her. Um, I, I had talked to God about this when I was driving the car down. And I knew what I had to do, but I just wanted re confirmation, if you like, and the Holy Spirit it said very clearly to me, just speak to the evil spirit. And so I, I spoke, I simply said this to Anyango. I, 
I, I asked Anyango through George to um, look into my eyes and I looked into her eyes and I spoke to the spirit of muteness. I know that sounds daft in a sense, but it was very simple. I spoke to the spirit of muteness and I said, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out. It was simple as that. And um, there was no screaming or yelling or whooshing noise or anything like that. Nothing obvious happened, but it didn't perturb me. Um, and then I just asked Anyango to speak out my name, Jeremy. And it just came out of her mouth. Just as, as simple as that. And then I asked her to, I mean, obviously we were elated. And I asked her to turn around to George and, and call out George's name. And um, she turned around to George and she spoke a, a name. It was in a in a, the local language, the Lua tribe language, L-U-O tribe language. And um, I, I said to George, what's she saying? And he said... Um, she's calling the name that the family called George and uh, I knew that they knew George I didn't know at that time that this was Lavender's family until afterwards I said okay and then the mother came in to the mother she, she'd come back and I asked Inyango, um if she would call out her mum's name and she turned around to her mum and said, Mama, and you should have seen the look on Anyango's mum's face. It was just wonderful. It was a, a wonderful, wonderful moment. And um, that was a year and a half ago. I went to visit Anyango because when I saw her the first time, I was on my own. It was a trip that I'd done to Kenya on my own. But in March... Trevor, Jack and I uh, went together and Jack and Trevor came with me to meet Anyango and her family because they knew about the story but they'd, they'd never met Anyango and so they had the opportunity of meeting her and Anyango was, was quite quiet but she was quite clearly speaking and um, it was wonderful to see what God had done uh, and... Um, so that's a simple testimony of me stepping out in faith, if you like, believing what God's word says, not allowing doubt to get in the way, unbelief, and being convinced that God was going to deliver this lady and set her free from what had been imprisoning her for 18 years, well, all her life. Um, and he was, God was true to his word. And, um, and he had set her free. And it was a wonderful, wonderful time. And I think it's a, an, an amazingly powerful testimony and yet very simple. And, the truth is that you, the listener, if you're not already, 
can be doing this stuff. You can see how simple the testimony is and yet how powerful that testimony is. Um, and all you need to do is to step out in faith, believe what God's word says and do what Jesus did. And you will see some wonderful results. I hope that's been an encouragement to you. Thanks for listening.